When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. Are you ready? Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Squirt bottles seem so mean. It does, but that's what you're supposed to do. I've also tried that on my kids. Works great. Yes. I think that I would be too stunned to speak if someone squirted water in my it face. It is startling. It really is. You're just like, ah, what are you doing, man? But it gets your attention. Dave and Mahoney. You need to send Mahoney back home. He's still sick. I think you are also sick, sir. He's still sick. Was that actually the cold calling? <laughs> it was. That was the Mucinex monster. <laughs> he was like, send him back home so I can take him. And Mahoney. Is that a Metasaurus? Man, I wish it uh, says my nickname in college. <laughs> you would have a shirt that would legit you, just say Metasaurus. Metasaurus. And then Dave, like, no, Dave, Dave's more of a Pegasaurus. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us on this Friday. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news. A man in Laredo, Texas, lost his cool over a cooler. I kind of get it. He's facing multiple charges after allegedly driving his truck into a convenience store because he was mad that the coolers were locked. I mean, if you're in a part of town where you are mad that the coolers are locked, and so your solution is to drive your truck into the convenience store, they probably need to be locked. It's probably for good reason, man. <laughs> I mean, I, we've all been there, Dave, where all you want is a beer, and then depending on wherever you're at in the country, the laws may have uh, prohibited alcohol sales on Sunday mm. or after a certain time. Yeah. During the weekday, and you just, uh, you know, we've been there. And this man let his intrusive thoughts win. Uh, you know, I'm not even really that mad about the damage to the convenience store, but he punched the clerk in the head before he went out and got into his truck and then ran. That's the, a dick yeah, move. Yeah, not great. Some good news today as well. What a gift this is. Uh, Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York City has announced that students will no longer have to pay tuition. You're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, it does, thanks to a historic billion-dollar donation from Ruth L. Gottsman. She is the chair of the Einstein Board of Trustees. The donation is the largest ever made to any medical school in the United States. So she has, you know, untold amounts of money because I guess her husband, who I believe has passed away, uh, he was like a Wall Street god back in the day and made uh -huh. all sorts of money. But she has been an educator throughout her entire life and is now the chair of the board of this prestigious university. I mean, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York City, probably a pretty good school. Uh, I didn't get an invite to go there personally, Did so not, I can't, no. can't speak from experience. But uh, she worked for the school for over five decades, made the donation in honor of her late husband, who was a top Warren Buffett investor. So just made I mean, oh, all kinds of money. A stupid amount but of money. But I love to see a billionaire, much like Mackenzie Scott, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, has done donating the money so future generations can make the world a better place. Yeah. You're talking about educating doctors at this prestigious university that will potentially go on to, you know, hopefully find well, groundbreaking. Also, you think about this, too. You know, I mean, a lot of people who graduate, you know, you know your sister-in-law. You graduate from medical school and you've got a massive amount of, 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 you know, student loan debt. You have to go into, like, 
the more retail side or the more commercial side of medicine. In this case, if you are able to graduate without having these massive student loans, you can go, you know, to uh, war-torn countries or go to communities that are underserved and really help make the world a better place. And as I was saying, that. focus on research yep. and finding solutions to a lot of these illnesses. So, I mean, a huge donation, historic, and the fact that she is using her billions of dollars for a good cause, and that's a weird thing, is a, is a good thing to report. To. Other billionaires, take note. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, you old dirty dog. There's been a number of things over the years with a lot of very powerful individuals that have a whole lot of money that seem to get away with whatever they want to get away with. And that's not necessarily the exception for Jerry Jones until perhaps now. Jerry Jones, remember, got caught in the bathroom stall not that long ago. And he was, I mean, you know, like, what were you doing in the bathroom stall with like, a couple like of two young women, like 20 something year old women? And you're like, I, well, yeah, I'm a billionaire. This is what this He's is what happens. He's pulling a Roethlisberger. Uh, well, I, I don't think no. It was, it was there was no accusations of yeah. you know, I mean, that way, I think it was all like we were just having a little too much fun, but perhaps mm. went off the rails a little bit, and, and I'd say rails intentionally. Yeah. Uh, like, what are you doing in a bathroom stall if you're a billionaire? Interesting. Kind of like the Robert Kraft thing. Like, what are you doing going to a Jack Shack if you're a billionaire? Like, you could just he was have in somebody. Love. He was in love. He was. Yeah, you think so? He was. You know, then you couldn't just have that person, like, come to your hotel room? Uh, you know, yeah. well, you know what? He didn't want to take away from the art. So, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, a lot of these individuals, you know, they just buy their way out of whatever trouble they get into. Um, and it's not a huge surprise. They're, they're, they're football owners, right? When like, it comes to things like that, sure, which are kind of, you know, if everybody's a consenting adult, who, who kind, cares? Who, who kind of cares yeah. at this point? You know, it's a little different when you're like, Dan Schneider mm-hmm. of the you know the former you know you know the Washington Commanders. Well, when there's victims involved, right? It's different, right? In this case, Jerry Jones uh, will be required to take a paternity test as a judge upheld a decision in his legal dispute with Alexandra Davis, a 27 year old woman who claims that Jones is her father from a relationship. 30 years ago. Awesome. Yeah. Get your bag, girl. So Davis filed a lawsuit in 2022 alleging that she was conceived during a relationship between Jones and her mother in the mid-90s. Jones appealed the decision, but a Dallas County judge upheld the ruling, and now uh, Jones must undergo the paternity test. So Cynthia Davis, Alexandra's mom, had reached a settlement with Jones all the way back in 1998. She said, I am done being a secret and good for her. Yeah. But also, like, shut up. Just do it in private. So, no, well, I, I mean, like, I, I completely understand that this girl has just been, like, the oops kid, and this guy was trying to, like, brush it off. You're and 27 not even... years old. But like, what are you doing? Get so, your bag. In, in, your father's a billionaire. Her, he doesn't owe her anything. Uh, I'm if sure that there's dad. a back if he pay, made absolutely. A pay, if, he, if he paid off the mom and he made a settlement. You're assuming he, that he did. No, well, well so, that so, says so, it does. Yeah, so he, he agreed, uh, and this is also very dirtbaggy, right? But, I mean... All the way back in 1998, he reached a settlement with the mom, agreeing not to identify him as the father in exchange for financial support. Right. Okay. So, so there, there was an agreement there, but now this woman has grown, and she's probably like, hey, I didn't get any of that money. But why would a judge Fair. make it be, like, the thing that like I don't like that is, like, how a judge is forcing, there's not a crime that was committed right. here, yeah. and how a judge is forcing Jerry Jones to, and again, I'm no Dallas Cowboy or Jerry Jones fan, but, like, they're forcing a, they're forcing Jerry Jones to take a paternity test to give up his DNA to see this. There's no crime here. That's yeah. that's wild. And, and well, especially and, if there's been, there was an agreement, and he's been paying on that agreement right. for, you know, 
30 years or whatever. Like, that's, I understand where you're coming from, Mahoney, but I also, like, if I was this girl, I would do the same thing. Like, I would also just I'm, say. I'm going to get paid. I'm getting paid. Now, but now you're just the person who's going to be, who's litigious, and your Jerry Jones Doesn't may matter. or may not be God your dad. I think that there's also something. But he's that, not going to pay her. So you he don't might. think that if you don't know, I mean, sure, we could sit here and speculate that he's the father, right? But you don't think if you are a girl who has never seen your father, don't know who that person is, you wouldn't want to know just based off DNA alone that you want to know that you have a dad but and you, who right. he is? You yeah. don't have a right to that, though. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. I just wanted to say my brother-in-law is really lazy. They have three dogs and he will not pick the dog poop up. He will use a shop vac and vacuum up the dog poop. Message that deleted. That doesn't sound wow. lazy. That Ew. sounds efficient. No, that sounds awful. That sounds like the dogs are pooping in the house. Maybe Tish takes it outside. Mm-mm. Or if they what? are pooping in the house, a shot vac. I mean, it's a wet dry vac, Dave. Ew. And most dog poop is wet or dry, so there you no, go. No, man, I'm with this lady. Your brother is lazy. That's disgusting. It's I think this is hard. genius. I don't know, man. It's tough dealing because have you ever been around or near somebody who just lets their pets do whatever inside and does not pick it up? I mean, no, seriously. I, I won't be. I won't go around those people. Well, I grew up with Jeez. a girl who's my best friend at the, you know, in high school, and we didn't know that her mother at the time was a hoarder. We had no clue what the word hoarder was. Pre-show. This is pre-show and- I did not realize it until I was an adult. And I was like, oh my gosh, you lived in a hoarding home. Just as a kid, you're like, wow, you've got a lot of magazines. Cats, <laughs> fecal matter everywhere, oh, vomit everywhere. Oh, and it gross. was just like we would seclude ourselves into her bedroom because she was embarrassed by it, understandably. But I mean, yeah. it's her parent. It's, you know, you can only do as much as your parent allows. And uh, we would just hang out in her bedroom. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like how is nobody picking any of this up? So Ugh. I'm with this lady. That is such a tough thing to have to deal with. Well, I, he's picking it up. Eventually. With the, with the, with the shot back. I just feel like uh, of this, course is, you're this in is this guy's man corner. You're like, ah, oh, he's very efficient. He's utilizing technology to solve a problem. That's what technology is supposed to do. It's supposed to solve a problem in a more efficient way well, than may- we previously had. Maybe this dog is elderly. Maybe it has a you know, incontinence issue. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know all of the details. Maybe we're prejudging, Dave. It's still gross. Please leave a message after the tone. So, Mahoney, mm-hmm. wearing a cowboy hat really doesn't steal honor or anything from ranchers. It's just a fashion statement. And honestly, those kind of hats are great in the sun and keep you cool a lot more than a baseball cap. Message deleted. I feel like every guy who owns a ranch, not like the guy's working on the ranch because I want to be the owner. <laughs> of course you do. Because, you know, I don't actually want to do any of the work. Yeah. Ugh. I just want to, like, live in a beautiful place and have it look beautiful. You don't, um, you don't feel like you would be Kevin Costner where you had the ability to do the work if you wanted to? Nah, I'd be like the, the shady-ass son. Yeah, the lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> you would. that's that's 100% who <laughs> I would sure be. You for sure are the lawyer I am, I am I am aware <laughs> of who I am as a person. I'm not murderous, uh-huh. but, you know, like he was. But everything else, eh, I could see myself doing. You're just too stupid and lazy to be murderous. <laughs> that's a lot. It feels like a, a lot, lot of work. work. You kill someone, you're like, what do I do with his body? Give me the shot back. I will say, though, again, just, man, I, I love how I feel on a cowboy hat. I'm telling you, man, it's a good look on you. It's a good look. Everyone thinks it's a good look. Everyone I think thinks I'm, it's I think, a good look. I think I'm going to pull the trigger on the El Presidente. 
What does that mean? What's the elbow? On the super say? expensive cowboy the hat? The 100X beaver pelt uh, Stetson. How I remember that you priced this out one time and you decided that it was too much money. How much are they, remind me? I make a lot more now. They were, I think, seven years ago, I think they were $800. Jesus. And now, with inflation, they're 1000 You're going to pay $1,000 for a cowboy hat? Well, I, I, I did win a Boot Barn gift card. You don't from, even know how much it was for. Well, it's something. It's, <laughs> and I also have $60 in rewards from my previous purchase. So that that's probably, well, like, that's basically half of it right there. Uh-huh. Basically. Yeah. So. so, I mean, you really feel like you're going to fully invest because I... I've seen you fully invest in things and then not wear them, i.e. pinky ring. So you put a full investment in something. You saw me wearing that pinky ring like Man, and it looked good. Four days ago. I told you. Yeah, but that was the first time that that thing has been revealed. Because it's a special occasion pinky (laughs) ring. That's not an everyday pinky ring. That's a special occasion. Oh, I see. I didn't know. Okay. That's like one. It's like the cologne you don't wear wear often. I I will have two cowboy hats. I'll have the one that I wore the other day, and then I will have the El Presidente. That's what I mean. That's for special occasions. But what special occasions you don't even leave the house? Occasionally. I, I, I left to go to that, did I? You are correct. Mm-hmm. So you're you're making up scenarios where you. I th- oh, I'm you're making trying, up the scenarios. You're trying mommy. to crush my dreams of owning a hundred x beaver he- beaver pelt hat. Hey. I'm just trying to reel you in. Is all I'm doing, man. You've got an awesome hat that looked awesome on you. Let's try that one out first. I, we've already tried it out. Now it's time to it's time to upgrade. Wait, but like, time to get the Cadillac hats. Dave, the cattle hats. Bring Cat, your friend cattle, in. What's happening Cat, over here? Cattle hats. <laughs> He's not my friend anymore after that. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Dave. Is there a fighter, human or robot, you think you could take? Message deleted. <laughs> like a professional fighter that I could take? I think Tyson Fury. That'd be pretty easy. <laughs> uh, I, I, could, I could take Kimbo Slice. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Not, Just because he's dead. Yeah. That's you would fight a corpse. I mean, I'd win. I don't know about that. At Armbar. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Move over, Ozempic and Wegovi. Here comes the good stuff. You ready for this? What's that, Dave? There is a new California-based pharmaceutical company called Viking Pharmaceuticals, and they have just released their experimental weight loss drug, or they're putting it through testing, rather. Um, and they say that it can burn fat up to five times faster than Ozempic and Wegovy. That seems like that's going to end poorly. Yeah, getting off of Ozempic. So everything is you can't be on these medications for long term. So you're seeing this ripple effect from people getting off of it, especially if you're not needing it at like for your obesity. So I'm, I'm curious because, like, again, long-term studies, we haven't really seen it with people using it for weight loss, and especially people that They're aren't. having some class action lawsuits that are coming their way for oh. people who are absolutely having problems no, with I, the medication. There's, for sure, side effects, right? And, I mean, are they that severe? Are they that common? Who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll see as this goes on. And, you know, are, are they coming from people that actually need it? Are they obese? Or are they just taking it because they want to lose a couple of pounds, Cosmetic, but they don't want to have yeah. to go to the gym? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's there's a lot of questions about it. Shocking but- that it's a California-based company that came up with this, considering you look across, like, the Real Housewives and everybody else who's on a reality show based in California, and every one of them are just mainlining uh, Ozempic. You can yeah. just tell. Their faces are sucked out. They look like Skeletor. So patients in the trial who got the weekly injections of the new drug lost 32 pounds or 14.7% of their body weight on an average 
of 13 weeks. Dude, this is... So you're is... talking about three months' time, and you've lost 32 pounds. I know Compared that... to, when you, think, when you compare it to Ozempic and Wegovi, that same amount of time took 68 weeks instead of 13 I, weeks. I feel like I'm kind of... A, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like such a hater whenever it comes to these sort of medications because, like you said, we just do not know the side effects. I don't. I'm not a fan of these drugs. I there's just something that just does not feel right about 32 pounds in 13 weeks. 13 weeks. That's just yeah. not safe for our bodies. But you know it's going to work. I mean, there's well, I mean that's two and a half pounds a week. I mean, honestly, you can lose healthily. You can lose between one and three pounds a week depending on if you're changing your diet and it just depends on where you're starting at. But if you're doing absolutely nothing and you're not changing how you're eating and you're only using this and you're still losing three pounds a week, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, so it, it mimics the GLP-1s, which makes you feel full for longer. So you're just not eating. Them. So yeah, you're just so not you're just eating. you're just in a massive right? calorie yeah. deficit. Yeah. So of course it's working. It's like you being on methamphetamine. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, that's where my brain goes. I'm like, you are on a drug that is literally just a... A, a suppressant and you're not nourishing your body you're not eating that's just going to create body dysmorphia in a completely different way where you feel like you can only look good if you have this pill it's a jenny craig it's a slim fast we've seen yeah, all these so, fads so, so but i mean you're you're basically attributing it to people that are using it for vanity right and sure. like there are a lot of people that you know have injuries or they have diseases Absolutely. they're not able to work out and or i'm not talking older. about those people and like like that, that that's where i go i think there is a real value to these drugs but just like absolutely everything of course people there's going to be people it. that abuse it and of course there's going to be people that want to use it as a shortcut because they don't want to go to the gym they don't want to have to put in the work they don't want to have to eat healthy. You could have the same exact argument for Oxycontin and the entire, you know, pan, the entire epidemic. The of, opioids, of, yeah. Yes, yeah. the opioid crisis. Like, opioids do serve a purpose. But people abuse but it. people abuse it. So and that's where my concern comes in, and we just don't know too much about it yet. Totally valid, and when I saw this, I was like, man... There's been so much pushback on Ozempic and Wegovy already and kind of like a shame that's associated with, you know, if you're taking it right, because it's not that commonplace. And well, there are some people that are abusing it. And then I see a story where it's like, oh, this will help you to lose the weight five times faster. And you're like, what? Exactly. Is this this is like the double the dose. Yeah, exactly. It you just need to take more. And yeah. also it makes me wonder, like, is this FDA approved? Well, so that, that's what they're doing right now. They're doing they're doing the test. But that's still. And it's, it's in front of the FDA and they're seeking the approval. But they're, they're still. Stock has already exploded. Ozempic's still not even approved for weight loss yet. Right. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's approved for diabetes. Yep. And the European Union is like, nah, man. So that's where, like, if you are a little bit more uh, re- reluctant to do these sorts of things, look at what the European Union is doing because they are a lot more thorough than Europeans the FDA. don't even allow certain dyes in their food. Like, I mean, yeah. that's pretty crazy. I don't know. Uh, I am with you, Dave, 100% whenever it comes to people who actually need drugs. That is great, but there's always a uh, bad apple in the bunch. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. The strangest, strangest, dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This this, this, this is the Internet is Undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, you said this next clip might move you to tears because it's so emotional. It's a wedding. It's a beautiful outdoor setting. And they ask the question like they do at every wedding. Does anyone object? You know, speak now or forever hold your peace. And in that moment, there was an objection. Let's have a listen. In order to proceed, I must now ask if any person here... Uh... (laughs) 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 
his presence knows of any lawful impediment. <laughs> 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 I've been to a lot of weddings, Dave, and I've seen that question asked a lot, but I've never seen beef like this. Beef, <laughs> that's two for two, baby. I was Look moved. out, move you to tears and beef like this. Wow. This that was a loud-ass cow. It was. Like, I mean, why is the cow right that close to whoever is filming I mean, or the not, microphone? Or... That cow wasn't really, I mean, there, there was like, it was probably like 20 feet away. So there was like a, a loud cow? A pasture, because they're getting yeah, married in a loud. pasture. But that cow, I mean, the, where they were mic'd up, you hear the the minister or the, the you know, the chaplain, whoever's, yeah, marrying them, you know, say that. But the cow's like 40 times louder. Yeah, the, but the cow did have a lav microphone on. Oh, is yes. that what it is? Let's have a proceed, listen. I must now ask if any person here. Wow. In the British countryside. Dave, that wasn't a lav mic. That was a calf mic. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> three for three. Right, we got a lot of cow puns today. Look out. Okay, so the next one here is... Uh, what? That didn't... Okay. Like a lab and a calf. What's so, a, oh, I see. It was just a rhyming thing. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a pun. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good yeah. for sure. It was really good. But instead of being on your lavalier, it could be on your cavalier. <sighs> Guys... Okay. So Mahoney and I are both from the uh, the Midwest. Chris is as well. Um, and there is somebody that is teaching you on social media how to speak Midwestern, which, I, you know, is a very uh, is it necessary thing. Warsh. <laughs> no, Warsh. No, that's not That's Midwest. Southern. That's, that's, no, Warsh that, that's is like, Midwest. That's like Northeast. I mean, I'm from Missouri. It's like, if you're it's, Warshing it's a mixture something? of yeah, all that's, of it. Okay, that's for sure Southern, Warsh. too. So maybe that's just everybody maybe who doesn't know how to speak. Either, either way. Outside uh, of major metropolitan areas. <laughs> yeah, fair. How to speak Midwestern from the You Betcha guy. Today I'm going to teach you how to speak Midwestern. First thing you need to learn is the ABCs, which in the Midwest is the yeah, no, yes. If we want to tell you no, we'll say yeah, no. And if we want to tell you yes, we'll say no, yeah. And if we want to tell you maybe, we'll say yeah, no, yeah. And I've tried to figure it out, but I can't make sense of it. So don't question it, just accept it, you know? We'll also need to learn how to do small talk in the Midwest, which is very simple. All you gotta do is point out obvious stuff. If you're at the bar with your buddy, you'll say something like, wow, bar's busy tonight. Now I gotta tell you how to ask for a favor, paired with a way for them to get out of it. Hey man, would you mind helping me move on Saturday? If you don't have time, that's fine. Like, I don't want to inconvenience you. Or feel free to say no, but will you marry me? If not, that's totally fine. Is that a Midwest thing? Like, like if not, it's totally fine saying, yeah. is that? I think like, that's, a, not, that's a generational thing. Because I, I I feel like no, I, I, sent, I sent that text saying, like, you if know, not, I had no a meeting worries. moved. I'm like, hey, can we meet earlier? If not, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's that's like what they call Minnesota nice, where you're basically giving somebody an out at any point to not have to do anything to make your life I, more convenient. I, again, think that's a generational thing because sure I'm is. from neither of those places and I 100% give somebody a cop. I'm like, if you don't want, if you don't want to do that, that's Wait. okay. That's okay, too. So are you telling me if I moved to Minnesota, mm -hmm. I could get out of doing everything? Absolutely, you could. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you will brave the winters? No. Just for the sake of not having to no, do yes, anything? No. <laughs> All right, so the next one here is a Karen at the ATM. There's a... Uh, you know, from restaurants to retail, there's Karens kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. But in this particular clip, we find a Karen confronting a woman at an ATM over something that she had nothing to do with. Is there a problem with the machine? I'm yes, I already said that. There's a problem with the machine. It's not me. Well, well if there's a problem, we'll have to go somewhere else. So. Go somewhere else. It has my card, lady. It has all of my money in it. It's not my problem. It's your problem. You're the one screaming at me first. Your card is no good. You don't have any money in there. It's <laughs> the machine. Have a wonderful day, Karen. Love you. Now I'm sitting here. 
Ho. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Call it a hoe. Yes. What a hoe. Uh, also, like, if you're yelling behind me while I'm at a machine and I'm oh, in my car. I'm waiting. Park. I'm putting it in I'm park. I'm putting it in park. Yeah. I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. I live here. This is now where I reside. I am getting my mail forwarded to this parking spot in this ATM lane. I mean, she's like, call me broke. But, I mean, you're valid. But also, like, it's not my card's fault. You know, she was like, it's your fault. You have no money on it. It's a bad card. Could you imagine card. yelling at somebody no. from your car? No, I cannot. To, like, the the level of entitlement. I mean, see, here's what you say, Dave. That sounded like uh, an older woman mm-hmm. who was yelling. And I know, again, everybody being entitled. Oh, the olds. Like, that old that old was entitled. That, oh, for sure. She probably, the fact that she thought that the card was bad, so it just ate it, definitely yeah. shows her age. And finally, there is a clip of a pregnancy announcement that went wrong. This woman decided to surprise her husband with matching shirts along with a matching onesie. Except for he's kind of an idiot, and he thought the onesie was for their cat. (laughs) So he didn't get what was going on. Oh, my God. Let's go. Tordy. Come here. This is sick. Yo. Come here, girl. (laughs) Stop it. Zach, it's not for the cat. What's it for? <laughs> no! Let's go! Don't hurt. Don't hurt her. <laughs> Careful. Are you serious? No way. So I mean, a cat, a cat onesie would be pretty sick, so but also that guy is going to be it? somebody's dad. No, 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 no. That's the uncle. Oh, oh. it is the uncle. <laughs> so it was for his cat. So okay. he was getting hyped up like, yeah, you guys got my cat a onesie. But there was, he didn't read it. So he was just hyped up that he was going to be an uncle. That makes a lot more sense. I'm like, <laughs> how is this dad such an idiot? But I was in my head, and to the uncle too, I'm giving him credit because no one should be that excited about a cat onesie. Like, he's a totally down dude. Like, you got my cat a onesie? Like, you got That's the how ever. you know he's going to be the best uncle. He is for sure going to be a great <laughs> uncle. Dumbasses. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. I get that things change as time goes on, and, you know, different generations act different ways, and basically everyone that's in a older generation despises the younger generation, regardless if they end up being cool or not. I don't know why that is. I don't hate the younger generation, personally. Yeah, but you're really close to the younger generation, and that might have oh, something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, you, you so are, right? I'm so close to it. I mean, you're 32 years old. You're still pretty young, right? Yeah, I'm so I think, young. I think by the time that you get to be... 52 years old, you're going to be like, them damn kids. They don't know what they're doing out there. Sure. (laughs) Because that's what happens to all of us. But this is interesting. I've never heard of such a thing before. There was a survey that was conducted by Intelligent, which is some website that involved 800 different U.S. managers, directors, and executives that are involved in the hiring process for different people. Okay. And they revealed what they said was kind of a concerning trend amongst Generation Z that are college graduates. So they're, they're... Interviewing people that are Gen Z that are college grads, and they said a so they very, should be what twenty two about twenty two. Let's, okay. let's call it twenty two for the sake of the story making sense. So according to the survey, thirty eight percent of employers, nearly forty percent, say they avoid hiring recent college grads in favor of older employees because they say the trend that has startled them is that one in five employers reported so about twenty percent that they've had recent college graduates 
bring a parent to the job interview. No way. That's twenty percent of these One hiring managers say that the, that college grads. What are they dropping them off because they don't have a car? They which, don't have a driver's license. But or I something? mean, remember we did a story not that long ago. I mean, I think it, it might like have a- been four years ago that we were saying that a lot of the kids these days are not getting their driver's license. I, I, I get that, but I mean, we know people who are in their like early twenties. And I can't imagine any one in five of them bringing their know, mom man. or dad I to don't a. Know. Dave, come on! You, I mean, you, they're, you they're sitting to, in there with them. I feel I like this is not. just an older generation crapping on a younger generation thing. I really do. One in five. I mean, do, do, does it happen? I think it sure it does. But one in five feels absurd. Do to you me. feel like it feels absurd because you can't fathom? A, fathom that for yourself. So let me let me be clear about this. So it's not one in five interviews that they're conducting, like 20% of them. They're, they're, it's saying that 20% of the people that are involved in this, the 800 hiring managers, have experiences at some point. At some at point. At some point, yeah. It's sure. not 20% okay. of all interviews. Somebody's That'd rolling in with mom or dad. That would but be But even much. then, you're still, I, I still think that's still high. I mean, it feels Maybe. high. It, it does, does feel and high. It's a startling thing because I'm just like, what? I can't imagine as a hiring manager that I would be like, oh, cool, you brought your mom or dad. I bet they've that got some disqual- good things to say about you. That would you. disqualify you immediately, in my opinion. Instantly. Like, by the time that my grandpa was 22, he had already fought in a couple world wars, owned a house, and was about to retire from the electric company with a full pension. But let me ask you this, too. Is that not also falling on the parent for showing up and doing that as well? Yes. I mean, like, we're sitting here kind of crapping on the fact that that's a Gen Z quality or trait to kind of, you know, be based and coddled is what this would sound like to me. Yeah. But also, those are boomer parents yeah. or millennial parents. Millennial parents, probably, you know, yeah. it, You know, I, I feel like that's a little wild. Well, I mean, could I have a 22-year-old right now? Probably not. Probably I'm 32. Not. I could. So I an elder, could. yeah, an elder millennial yeah. um, leaning towards maybe Gen X. But yeah, I don't know, man. That is crazy. That's crazy. I feel like if there's uh, some finger pointing some Spider-Man meme finger pointing happening. It's who's to blame, Jim, the parent who's, or the Who's kid? to blame? Yeah. Ooh, the yeah. answer is both. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. By calling the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Talking about moving, last time I moved, uh, I had four girls, my wife, my ex-wife. My brother-in-law and my father-in-law bailed on us a week before we had to move. Thank God I was uh, 34 and uh, I literally had to move everything myself. Message deleted. There is just nothing worse than moving, and it's not even necessarily the process, for me at least, because like once I start doing it, you just do it, right? It's like a sure. task and you're going, it's the dread of it. You know, it's the dread of having to every single night pack more boxes. Or unpack the boxes. Or unpack the boxes. Like, there's a couple of boxes you're excited about unpacking, yeah. and then there's, like, the blender box. You're not excited about that. That's just everything... There's so much work. There's so much tape. Going to Home Depot and having to buy so, all of the boxes and then they don't sit on the cart right and they're falling off and it's ugh. just, everything sucks. I was talking to a friend last night about me moving and he is a little bit younger. He's probably Audrey's age, like 31, 32 years old. And, you know, I'm like, I just, I hate, I hate moving. And he's like, dude, I move every year. Same. He's like, I'm perpetually moving. It's like doing that. He's like, it's fine. He's like, moving's easy. What are you talking about? Like, but I'm like, because you are in motion. Like, when you're in motion, you stay in motion. Like, but when you've, like, for me. the house. Like, you just sit, like, I hadn't moved in almost 13 years. So, I think that, so he's my age, so that makes sense. 
millennials are perpetual renters kind yeah. of by our nature, yeah. right? So, I mean, you're kind of chasing the, oh, I lived here for a year. I didn't really like my experience. So I have the option to probably move somewhere else that I find might better suit me. He finds a better it's, deal. That's what yeah. that's what he, you know, he gets, you know, there's always incentives to move into new places. New places whereas, sure. you know, uh, our old boss, Bossy Rossi, you know, you, you look at him in his apartment complex that he was living in. Oh, they were just they jacking just, up the price. They would just kept, they kept, he's, he lived there for many years, never, never made one complaint, always pay, paid on time. And every year they, they raised the rent, you know. That's pretty just, common though, too. I mean, like you I said, there's that. no incentive for, you know, people who have been living in an uh, apartment complex but, for a while, which kind of stinks. But we also know somebody who rents a house. And they've rented that house for a decade. They're great renters. They never talk to the landlord, and they haven't raised the rent once. See, but yeah. that, that's, you know, that's pretty you find uncommon. A, you find a good renter, though, and then you like, like my friends I feel like that's growing uncommon. up, their parents, I didn't even know this. They rented the same house for 20 years. Really? I, I had no idea until later on, but it's just because the landlord never raised their rates. They didn't care. Because they paid on time, they, and they paid off the mortgage for them. Yep. No kidding. Please leave a message after the tone. I'm 23. I feel like that's like a little bit younger than y'all's demographic for the show, which is fine. I just found y'all's show recently and I love it. And I recently had a dream a couple of days ago that y'all sponsored and partook in a hot dog festival. Message deleted. And even though you may have just found the show, and you're you're right. I mean, 23 years old, you're a spring chicken, at least by my standards. Uh, hot dog festival, right on brand force. Well done. I you would love it. to just be a part of a hot dog festival. I mean, think of all the things that you could do. You could have like a hot dog throwing contest, as if it was like a javelin. You give a give a giant get a giant print out of my face with my mouth open, and yeah. you throw hot dogs. And you throw hot it. dogs in, but you have to throw it like thirty yards javelin. Style. And the best one yes. gets to actually do it. Like then I will stand <laughs> there with my mouth open. You can throw that hot dog. Oh, in here. that wasn't a hot dog. Whoops. <laughs> I am hungry. Please leave on a diet. I'll eat anything right now. Um, who is Megan? Another woman? Message Dude, deleted. I know. What? So, so uh, Megan is uh, an associate producer of ours, and she's relatively new to the show, so I understand if you don't know who it is, but Audrey loves the fact that there is some sort of other female energy involved in the show because... It's been dudes for so long, man. <laughs> I mean, and we kind of work in a very dude-dominated space. I mean, at least in this building that we're in, it's yeah. pretty male-dominated. And, you know, and that's not necessarily, I'm not saying that is a knock. It just is what it is. Yeah, women just aren't good at radio. It's yeah, you know, we, they suck. Not me. <laughs> not me specifically. You the, others. The, uh, the others. The others. <laughs> the others are terrible. You literally work at a hot dog festival. I do. But my mouth is closed. <laughs> Boo. Bring in a new one. <laughs> But she's off air. She's like does behind the scenes. Stuff yeah, does. yeah. But she she is great and she's so sweet. And uh, she was down here last week. And she every day that she came in, she brought a different baked good See? with her that she made at girl energy. Yeah, like the Mahoney and I have worked <laughs> together for. 15 years now doing the show, 20 years all in, and mm -hmm. not a single time has he brought me a big good. Well, because you guys have weird dude rules that you've created, and one of which being you don't eat other people's food. You don't even go to, like, the station potlucks oh, and stuff. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's, two, it's a two-way street. Like, I also have not brought him any big goods. <laughs> yeah, why so would when I you create and those rules, like, girls, like, I have brought in Moni. I brought you pulled pork and, like, brioche buns one day. I mean, I've and seen... And chicken noodle soup. Yeah, yeah, you brought all this stuff to Mahoney. Not once have you brought me something. I asked you, and you blatantly, like, actually were ignoring me. We were talking about in our chat, twitch.tv slash David Mahoney, and you just were ignoring me. Mahoney can back me on that. That's true. and uh, But I mean, I think one of our guy rules that <laughs> we'll, we will never change, one of the rules <laughs> we will never change is no gifts. 
Don't know. We're not. We're not going down the. We road are never gifts. doing birthday and Christmas gifts to each gifts. other. Yeah, you guys can stop giving gifts to you each other. I will accept me all a of the shot gifts. glass, Mahoney. <laughs> that wasn't a gift. It was a that gesture. Was, that was a solution. <laughs> gesture. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Mahoney, we have talked a lot about how everything in Australia is trying to kill you at all times. Absolutely, and it that is, Dave. continues to be true, except for this time, it's a gay snake. Uh, what? A gay Did snake? Did he say a snake? Slippery snake. How do you say s- with some attitude? <laughs> you remember that? Filet. You remember? You remember that video the other, on the internet from like twenty oh, years ago? These slippery little, little snake, a snake. I love sure that guy. I'm a snake. So in so this anyways, case, what about a snake? So uh, in this case, it was a very venomous snake, highly venomous species that ah. was caught. It was a uh, a small eyed snake, which I've never heard of okay. because I don't live in Australia constantly. Okay. But I guess they uh, th- this particular snake was in the closet. Which is where they, uh, which is where they found it. Uh, so we're outing them? the snake. Yeah, they, they outed oh, it. They you can't do that snake. in 2024. Oh yeah. gosh, we need to. Well, can we demolish the story? We don't need to get canceled for outing the snake before he was ready. <laughs> no, it's already, it's already. The news is already out there. Oh you, gosh, you can't put the, the, the snake back in the closet, as they say. Uh, the snake catcher Tim Hudson uh, filmed the encounter and expressed surprise at finding the snake in such an unusual location. I, I, if you think about how terrifying it must be to live in Australia, where you're constantly on the watch about being surprised by things that can kill you. Uh, spiders. Whatever those giant spiders the huntsman are. huntsman spiders. I guess, oh, I guess that, that those aren't like venomous, but they're still, they're still gigantic and horrifying. They're the size of a toddler. I guess in this case, uh, speaking of toddlers, this highly venomous small-eyed snake was slithering across the clothes hanging in the child's closet. Well, good Damn. thing that the child isn't tall enough to grab it. No kidding, man. Oh, no, no, no. So Hudson, the owner of Hudson and snake catching he mentioned that while small-eyed snakes have climbing abilities, he had never encountered one hanging in clothes before. So this thing is just blending in with the clothes in the closet. This is like the snake from uh, Robin Hood, the old Disney movie. You know, he was just all hanging around trees and stuff, and then dropping out of nowhere and uh, hypnotizing you. Hypnotizing, yeah, man, I don't like this. From Robin Hood, wasn't that Jungle Book? Well, it's both. They've reused the animations in a lot of and the same, And I really? think the same voice. <laughs> That's the same snake and the same voice? What? There's a lot of that happening in the early Disney Yeah, movies. they were saving money back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Even, honestly, saving uh, on artists as well. If you go back and look, this is such a side quest we're going on with, for the story. But if you go back and if you look at a lot of the early Disney animation, the same, like, exact scene is happening just with different characters. Well, this is not a reused snake. This is an original snake that almost killed a child, but thankfully did not. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Warning. The following stories were performed by true redneck professionals. Do not attempt unless you married your cousin. It's the Redneck Report on Dave and Mahoney. This sweet spirit comes to us from just outside of Orlando. Her name is Tammy May, and she got into a little bit of trouble because she decided that she was going to go into a Walmart and do some thieving. Not enough people name of their babies Tammy anymore. Little baby Tammy. Little baby Tammy May. Tell, tell me, you you look at a little baby, a little, little smile named Tammy. You're not you're not you're not loving that little baby. What is Tammy short for? Tamitha? Tamala, maybe. Tamala. But Not I actually know people baby I mean, named Tamala. The Tammies that I knew, their names were actually just Tammy, though. With an I. Tabraska. Yeah. Tabraska. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. 
Uh, Beautiful so, Nebraska. This, this particular Tammy May, uh, again, she got into some trouble. She looks like the sort of lady that would steal something out of your center console in your car. What would she steal? She would steal a half-full Bic lighter. <laughs> <laughs> for her camel crushes, for uh, sure. For sure. So Actually, she, Virginia Slim's Virginia Slim's. <laughs> she's on the Zen now. She's on the Zen. It's tobacco-less. So she was stealing. Uh, she stole some NBA draft trading cards. Okay. Okay. Uh, she was in the Walmart. A phone charger cord, a portable charger, and they found all of this stuff inside of her purse, but that wasn't even really the problem. When loss prevention uh, found her with all of this stuff, they were like, hey, we need to look through your purse because the cops showed up, and they also found meth and fentanyl and cocaine Jeez. and drug paraphernalia. She's a big upper girl. Jeez. She does not want to come down. Tommy's going shoplifting. I love that she's just stealing to steal. Yeah. Like NBA trading cards. What are you, what are you doing with those, Tammy? Oh, she's chopping up the cocaine. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. There you go. Because she ain't got a credit card. I mm-hmm. promise you that. So this may be the most lucrative way to get your ass kicked. Late Tuesday night at a strip club called Body Talk. You know what, Chris? Will you do me a favor? While I'm sharing this story with everyone and just see how many how many stars Body Talk. Where is Body Talk, Dave? It is in it's in, it's in Florida, in just outside of Fort Myers. It's uh, Lucy River Park, Florida, and they have a three point three out of five That's stars. That's a great That's not rating. bad, actually, for a strip club. <laughs> for pretty... sixty for sixty two reviews, yeah. Is I that a Google there's rating? Reviews? Can you a, please just? Rating. I don't know if you can see any of the reviews, but we do you have a review that's visible that you could read. <laughs> I mean, just the first one. One out of five stars. I called ahead and told my dog was allowed in the afternoon until things got too busy. I spent $200 and 20 minutes when I arrive, and the girls are being great and love the dog. Then the douchebag GM shows up and kicks us out for no reason. Cool place. Too bad the GM is a prick. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, so. Wonderful. You thought that you could just bring your bring dog, your dog into a to the strip club? Who brings a dog to a strip club? I mean, I've actually been, been, I've actually been in a strip club with somebody that brought a dog into a strip club. You sure that was a long story. What is it, your so, emotional support animal? That's so, so this, weird. This man, yeah, I guess, want was... You uh, petting your dog, man. Like, that's... You, the attention is not going where it needs to be going. So the victim claimed that he was talking to several employees about his career and didn't provide any tips, which upset them because, you know, strippers want money, which is weird. Uh, the man was unaware of strip club etiquette, he claimed. He said he didn't see any signs that said tipping was mandatory. While he's sitting here blabbing on about his stupid career and the strippers are feigning interest, they, of course, got upset with you, you idiot. <laughs> okay, but wait. As a person who has not frequented strip clubs, I wouldn't know that I needed to be paying you by the minute in order to have I mean, a conversation. Don't, you don't. You don't. Uh, but I mean, that's kind of how it works. I mean, it is, is it? and it isn't. I guess one of the strippers, her name is Victoria Jones. She's 28 years old. Looks like a day shift stripper. Uh, explain. <laughs> she does. That is a Wednesday. A Wednesday day shift stripper. A D squad. I'm pocketing that for some troll later <laughs> you, online. You look like a day. <laughs> day hey, dude, I'm absolutely pocketing okay. that. Uh, so... <laughs> She got Weekday ups- stripper. She she got upset and uh, and she went, again a lucrative way to get beat up. Slugged him with a stack of money. Mm. Ooh, that's Good, a power like move. A, like a brick of cash, just boom, just right across the face. Yep. Uh, she claimed that it was not actually uh, assault because this is a place where quote money is thrown everywhere. So she thought she was just doing the norm at a strip club by slugging him with a brick of cash. I mean, good for her. She but got a wad. Also, like I blame you, Victoria. If you're there and you're listening to this douche ramble on about his boring ass job, and you're sitting there for however long, that's on you. Just get up and walk away. Like that's how that's how it works. She also, like, open-hand smacked him after hitting him with the cash, I guess. Uh, arrested, misdemeanor battery, and released on $500 bond. 
Bet she wish she had that cash. You think she paid that bond in singles? For sure. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So I'm probably going to get in trouble for talking about this because this is right around the time that my wife is in the car. You set yourself up every time. Yep. You're she, the one who plans out when we talk about stuff. So, Dave, yeah, this like, seems kind of like a self Not a great decision, but hey, it's showbiz, baby. That's like showbiz. a self-inflicted wound, my friend. Yeah, she's going to roll her eyes pretty hard at this. What's going on now? As you know, her mom, my mother-in-law, stays with us for weeks at a time. I feel like she just left. She did just leave, uh, but she's she's coming back to town because, it's and not, this, I mean, she is watching the kids for a long stretch because we're going to be out of town for like 10 days. Okay, but wait, hold on. You're not supposed to be going on your trip for a while. Why is she coming into town four weeks before? Well, so not, not just yet. I, I don't know exactly the date, but I'm getting oh, the okay. pressure to book her flight here shortly, so that's, yeah. You book her yeah, flights? Yeah. No, I mean, when I she, say with a pointed finger and a very perplexed look on my face, what do you mean? If she's coming in to watch the kids. Oh, then I, you're going to pay for I, it. I'll, I'll pay for the travel. Oh, that's sure. awesome. That's very good for you. Oh, Dave, that's thoughtful. You, you fly in her first class? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that, Dave? That's what I would do for my, uh, my in-laws. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Would you? Yeah, I would. Okay. okay. I would. I would. He never, he never goes anywhere, does he? No. Your father-in-law just never travels? He'll drive. Okay. Won't fly. <laughs> Got it. Um, but the so offer's there. You guys tell me if you would find this to be annoying. So there's already there's already little clues showing up about her uh, return trip to come see us. And uh, those, re- clues. those little clues are Amazon packages that she is having shipped to my house. Under her name? Under her name. <laughs> <laughs> she lives there, Dave. That's her That's her domicile. No, I feel yeah. like this is actually, she's going to be there for 10 days. I mean, you're, there's probably stuff. Oh, she'll be there for much more than 10 days. Oh, I'm sure of that. Okay. Well, I mean, if she's going to be there for an extended period of time, uh, you know, probably, you know, I mean, she's probably, if she's going to be watching your kids for 10 days, I mean, she's probably entitled to I'm, at least a week, a day. I'm not mad so, at her doing this so at 10 all. weeks. Like, I feel like this is a smart way to do things is to ship it to where you're going so you don't have to travel with it. You don't have to travel with it. It it makes sense. So (laughs) it wasn't the fact that she had shipped something to herself because whatever, we get Amazon packages all the time. She knows she's going to be there. She needs something. Fine. Like that's just using modern Mm -hmm. technology and convenience to make your life easier. I've got no problem with that at all. So where's your problem? Well, I accidentally opened the package because it was just an Amazon package and it came with like three other things and it was outside. And so I just grabbed them all and I was opening them and trying to see what the stuff was because... Was it something that you shouldn't have seen? (laughs) Thankfully, no, it wasn't something like that. Okay. (laughs) She's not installing a sex swing into the guest room or anything like that. Uh, But it's... uh, You guys tell me if I'm off base on this, if I should be annoyed with this or not. So I've told you about her dog, Button. Mm -hmm. Uh And... He's an idiot. I mean, I, he's I, a sweetheart, but he's an idiot. I met him. Yeah, he... He looked he, real stupid. He's, <laughs> he's a dumb dog. He, he is, looked real he's stupid. He's a stupid dog. And he had a real dumb haircut. I mean, he... <laughs> When I saw him, <laughs> he did have a dumb haircut. Yeah, everyone knows. Man, he has not a dumb everybody haircut. knows how to groom doodles. It's I know. tough. We I just, know. I mean, we're going through it too. We just finally found somebody. So don't, don't blame him for the bad haircut. No, it's guy. not his fault that he has a bad haircut. It but is his but, fault that he barks at me every time I walk into a room. I live here. Mm-hmm. You, you're a moron. Stop it. You're just yeah. yapping all the time. I'm the only grown man in your life. Yes, like why? Like, you know who I am. You don't have to scream all of the time every time I walk into a room. Um, but she shipped something to our house for Button. Mm-hmm. And I'm already annoyed with Button because Button, again, is a dumb, yappy dog mm-hmm. that is not my dog. I, I'm not emotionally attached to Button. I'm just... It's like kids. Constantly, yes. Like when other people's kids who are can be super loud, yes. you, are the most annoying thing in the world. Your kids, you're like, ah, I love them. I love them, yeah. yeah. I'm stuck with them. You, you, give them you give them a pass for everything. Sure. Same thing with a little dog that's not mine. 
But I've told you guys about how Button regularly poops in the house, which mm -hmm. is really annoying. And this is where I'm trying to talk myself off of a ledge and not be annoyed. She sent herself urine remover for Button. Like I see, but I, mean, I feel remover. like this is like a direct like contravention to her being a person who is staying in your home. What is a contravention? What? That is a uh, violation. <laughs> is that your three dollar word for today? Would you bust out a thesaurus? <laughs> you on thesaurus.com? Uh, yeah, she just I actually took her phone to look at the definition to make sure she got it right. I thought that I you were that. just making up a word that <laughs> no, you no, messed no. up. But that is a direct violation or contravention into her home. You know, like you are a host. She yeah. is somebody who is staying in your home. But, yeah. She is allowing her dog to poop in your home. But Granted, it, she's providing a solution, but the solution should really be train the dog. The, tra the dog's to, getting trained. Well, yeah. I mean, if we know the training's not going to happen because if it hasn't here, happened by tough. now, it's never going to. So I feel like this is the solution. I like. So I don't necessarily hate. You think this. that she's being thoughtful? It's not like, hey. I'm going to go ahead and fly this flare that I'm going to bring my urinating dog with no, me and he's I think just going to pee all over your house. I think if she did nothing about it and, like, just left it. Oh, that would be more annoying somehow. That would not be much but more. That would be a thing, line I don't the mean same. to add to this, but you only know what you see immediately. So you're you know what I mean? There's got to be more. Everywhere. I mean, Dave, uh, Andy in our chat, twitch.tv slash Dave Mahoney, he said, uh, you know, I mean, the urine remover is one thing, but it's probably better than an Amazon package with a book about squatters' rights. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. Please leave a message after the tone. This is a question for everybody at the table. And Audrey, do you think radio is an easy job or is it difficult sometimes? Message deleted. You are also allowed to answer, woman. Would you call this a table that yeah. we're at more of a desk? Uh, yeah, like a sure. large news desk? Uh, radio is an easy job once you end up working with people that you actually like yep. and you end up doing the job that you want to do, but there is a lot of paying your dues to get to that point. There's a lot of, so there's a lot of personal costs that comes yeah. with it. Hours that are awful, and then there are moving around, moving away from loved ones, and starting over. That's and if you're not, the, that's the and thing. if you're not prepared for that, then you're not going to you know, be. You're not going to survive. And you know we're in a we're in a lucky situation, but we also went through years and years and years of trials and tribulations to get to knowing what we wanted. And it's not there's. There's no sense of security, which I kind of like because I'd sort of like to just live at a million miles an hour. Oof. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, even after paying all of the dues and having success and, you know, the show got syndicated and, you know, it was heard all over the country and all all that stuff that are the hallmarks of, like, what you success, think of as a successful success, show. Yeah. One bad boss can come in yep. and ruin the entire thing. Yep. And it wasn't that long ago that we were dealing with a guy that was just burning everything down around him. And it wasn't just us, thankfully, that he was focused on. Um, but it was it was a terrible situation. So, Almost ruined an entire radio format. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that's how how bad that was. And we made it through. But again, like, the, that's the sort of stuff where when somebody goes, is this an easy job? Yes and no. Well, also, I would say the other thing. Anybody can do this for a short amount of time. I mean, like, literally. Like, people talking is talking. Yep. Having a conversation is having a conversation, but like doing it now, do that 
and there's no end. Do High that every energy day. every do single that, day. Do yeah, that, man. like, I mean, because literally, we're not retiring anytime soon, at least on our own accord. We, nope. may, be, we, we may be prematurely retired by somebody, but yeah. we have no plans on retiring. And that means this doesn't end until you know, for years, like 20, 30 years from now. Well, we've seen hopefully. so many of these, you know, these stars, you know, want to do a radio show. And that alarm comes. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun until it's not, you know, and if you're a star that's got a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of access to doing things that are a creative outlet for you, it ends up being a grind because it's every day for four hours. There, there's know? a yeah. difference between celebrities and radio people and radio people are, are, are a different, different breed, man. I mean, right. even if you have a bad day, the show you still goes be on, right? which, yeah, which like is why you see a lot of yeah. a lot of celebrities gravitate towards podcasts because yeah. they're doing that on their own time. You may be doing that once a week or something like From that. From your own house. Yeah, it's, it's a lot different scenario. So, uh, yes and no. Please leave a message after the tone. A fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? Message deleted. Was that a like a Miss Teen USA question? You guys don't remember that comment? Was, was that, that the this, and such as that answer? Was, that was the, uh, yeah, the, the famous maps. Miss um, Universe question. That was Miss South Carolina, right? Yeah, Miss South Carolina. Team that, mm -hmm. South Carolina. Yeah, and such as. Mm. Mm -hmm. Also, that's a really stupid question. A bunch of people can't locate America on a map. Why do you think that is? Because I'm surrounded by morons. There's no correct answer to and that. And also, then what? Your response is that the education system is failing our children? That's also a horrible response because that's it has right. nothing to do with what you could ever build your platform on as Miss Universe or Miss USA. Miss Teen USA. Miss Teen USA. What is she like going to do? It's a beauty contest, but then let's also ask him about the geopolitical happenings of, of the, the world around them. Right. Yeah. What are you doing? 16. Can you tap dance just to that? She, you you want to know how old that is, though. That was... I think her name is her name is Caitlin Upton. Yeah, she is now thirty four years old. Wait, her name is Kate Upton. N Caitlin Kate, or Lauren Caitlin Upton is huh. her name. I mean, she does kind of look like Kate Upton. Kate Upton, who's yeah. married to Justin Verlander, uh, she's still beautiful. Uh, you know, on Instagram, she goes viral every once in a while. Does she? Yeah, just because of this that. exact clip. Yeah. yeah, she's got a family. She took it, it like and owned it at least. She's doing yeah, pretty good. Look, looking like she's happy, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't imagine. I Like, I had so much, like, you feel so bad in situations like that. Because, oh. that, again, stupid question. And, and, and you're, when you're trying to think on your feet, you just say stuff. We do that all the time. And then you go, that's the moment that people remember you for. For forever. the rest of time. And, you know, and you're, you're again, it's just, uh, I hate, I, I wish sometimes the internet would just, like, in Europe, they have this thing. They have a law in the books. It's called the right to be forgotten. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's Where, awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sick. Where yeah. you can get that. things removed uh, from the internet yeah. that are, you know, can we go back to my MySpace? Of yeah. Like, <laughs> you're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh my God! Would you people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out of touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. Have you guys watched that show Tulsa King that stars Sylvester Stallone? It's no. another one of the Taylor Sheridan shows. It's on Paramount Plus. Uh, set to premiere on CBS this summer. I tried to watch it. I just couldn't get into it. I mean, Sly is so just cheesy. He's he cheesy. Is. He's too corny. And like Taylor Sheridan does a lot of shows 
that are pretty cheesy. I mean, Yellowstone I like. is cheesy. Yellowstone is cheesy. It's, a, it's like, a soap opera. The mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner is a little bit cheesy. But like, I mean, there's just something about Sylvester Stallone that just kind of looks charactered. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. he just almost doesn't look like a real person. And I have a hard time with that. Well, Sylvester Stallone has had way too much work done. Like, his face doesn't really move. And like, yeah. him just, like, talking out of the side of his mouth and trying to be a badass while he's in Tulsa wearing a $3,000 suit. I just, it was too much for me. I love Taylor Sheridan. I don't dislike Sly. Like, I mean, I'll watch a Sylvester Stallone movie. I thought he was really good in the Guardians of the Galaxy series. The Expendables, like all that sure. corny stuff that's very Sylvester Stallone. Creed? Like, sure, Creed. He did a fine job in that, <laughs> of, of course, as well. But this was just a little bit too much for me. But I guess uh, if you if you haven't watched Tulsa King yet, it is a pretty popular show. And this is kind of a trend that we're seeing more and more of where there's these shows that are that are made for these streaming platforms and they find great success and then the networks actually pick them up yeah. well after the well after the case we saw that with Yellowstone and now Tulsa King is also going to be premiering on CBS this summer. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, maybe you don't subscribe to Paramount Plus but you have CBS, well there you go, it's coming to you. And there was some other news about uh Terrence Winter is coming back as a creative showrunner for that series even though that um even though that Taylor Sheridan created Terrence Winter, which, Audrey, you may know that name from The Sopranos. Oh, yes. Oh. And from uh, that Steve Buscemi, what was that uh, uh, gangster show? Oh, oh Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Empire. So, Terrence, I mean, Terrence Winter, he had left, but there was, uh, I guess they had squashed whatever the issues were, but he's going to be back on that. So that actually, knowing that he's involved, kind of makes me want to, like, at least just check maybe, it out. Maybe, yeah. We'll see. If it gets a third season. <laughs> so even Adam Sandler freaks out over Taylor Swift. Uh, he revealed during a recent interview with Conan O'Brien on his uh, on his radio show that he gets a little jumpy around Taylor Swift, but it's not because Adam Sandler is actually nervous. It, it makes sense as a dad. What, and his I kids are? His daughters? kids are huge fans. Yeah. And so he said that he gets nervous around Taylor Swift because... She obviously knows Adam Sandler and grew up on Adam Sandler and yeah. will, like, pay attention to him and his family and, like, say hello to his daughters. And so he said that he gets nervous because he doesn't want to screw it up because his daughters finally think he's cool because he knows Taylor Swift, oh, which is really sweet. Yeah. I love that. We love Sandman. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, I think it was his People's Choice Awards um, uh, speech that he gave where basically he, th- he was pretending, I hope, that he thought that he won the Sexiest Man Alive Award. <laughs> so the entire time it was just a speech that he had written for that award, but it was actually just the Icon Award that he was winning. But that. he was just thanking everybody to th- for finding him to be so attractive in his very Adam Sandler-esque garb that he wears from time to time. With that being said, having them, those two girls, have that as a father who's just very casual all of the time. Your dad's an icon. Your dad's an icon, but he acts just like a normal The most dude. uncool. You he, probably he, think he's he, the he, most uncool. So Taylor the, Swift oh, coming up and being like, oh, your dad is awesome. Yeah. He's got to have to switch the gears for He's those the girls. only celebrity who who can get away with wearing basketball shorts literally everywhere. And I think he deserves play, the sexiest man award. And, and, yeah, and play a pickup basketball game in, the, in Brooklyn or whatever. Like, I love it. His <laughs> daughter's names, by the way, Sadie and Sonny. Yeah, they're actually so in, uh, he cast them in one of his movies that got pretty good reviews. Like, you're so not invited to my bar mitzvah. His yeah. wife and his daughters were there. Oh, that's All his real family. Actually, did a yeah. That's yes. his family. Oh, wow. Have you not watched that? No, not yet. Okay, so it might be a little too old for Sienna, but it's like definitely like early, like the late middle school. Obviously, your bar yeah. mitzvah I think is like when you're 15 years old, 15, right? 16, so it yeah. is so cute. I watched it with Harley, my stepdaughter, who is 11. Mm-hmm. She loved it. It oh, is great. so so cute. We'll have to check that out. 
You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Because there's really no point in pretending to be... Hold on, what? Because there's really no point in pretending to be good at... To be good at this? Oh, I... Okay, let me pick it up from here. It's an all-new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney Show. So every week, we are forced to do this. We uh, we showcase all of our not-so-great moments. We're not forced by, like, a boss or anything. We, we just say, okay, instead of, like, putting together a highlight reel, it's a lot easier to just compile all of our mistakes. Who do you think is going to be the star this week, Audrey? Why did you come to me first? Do you think that I was successful? Was I doing an A-plus job at blooping? I'm not saying you did an A-plus job at blooping. I think blooping. that I was the winner of bloops last week, so I hope that I was able to uh, overcome. She was the winner last week? Last week she was, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do we have a winner this week? Uh, it's a pretty level playing field, I feel like. Oh, well, let's yeah. have a listen. Do you feel like you could st- potentially still star in the blooper? Damn it. I didn't know we started it already, Dave. Hmm, interesting. Damn it. Doing good, Dave. Dave, I was born ready when it comes to fast food forensics. As you know, I stack of Playboys, penthouses, and uh, hustlers, and we swore to help these freaks fly their flag as high as they possibly can, and that's how. He never remember. He never remembers this. Here we go. And we were in our rich friend's dad's wood-laden basement. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is 5'9 with a 14-foot shoe. Yeah. Gross. Foot shoe. Yeah. I mean... Right? I mean, yeah. my... I. It's very interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Gross. The data shows an additional 133 colonization cases where the fungus typically dwells in gross fungus typically dwells gross. in more de- a majority of the cases have been detected gross gross i have no um you know uh, illusions that i'm going to be like i'm not like i'm a suburbanite because you had one car with right the only person you only had a friend one friend with one car you only had a friend, one friend with one car. Four people in your call that, car that you're all willing to do a shooting with. Dude. Tire tracks on it, and I kind of like I, I say some not so nice words. <laughs> Very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. Very what? I was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> very therapeutic. God, it was such a tragic. That was very tragic. Oh. You would do a bunch of bad stuff yourself. Hope not to get caught. Now, see, but all the bad. Now, hope not to get caught. Start going around your camera with the neighborhood. <laughs> Start going around your camera with the neighborhood. You know, like I said, when when it's time to get uh, when the election comes for comes forward for the uh, HOA, immediately revert revert to our like primal nature, and we're just violent. Yeah, I mean, there, there was no there were no uh, stones to unturn. You, you you bought it. You bought this. You bought this cow. Now it's time to milk it. Oh my gosh. Audrey, your top lip, you know, everything was like you were talking through it. Uh, the year where those modern athletic games took place. I'm until I watched Iron Claw, well, Iron Claw. There's a, it's a subscription on. Got mauled to death by a polar bear while he's up there. He's dead now. And I was going like full blown bougie in for Alaska on an, uh, an island in Alaska. Yeah, the, as, as he, a, a delighted eight year old boy, an absolute idiot. That d- d- <laughs> piece of paper. He's been you know, bombarding her with like the innuendo. Sometimes it's just, it's just uh, also, nor- there's no likes. There's no ums. There's no you know crutches that I have. There's no like. There's no like. There's no like. I also still say like. Oh, alien invasion. 
dude, the aliens are going, like, we can't handle that. They think, like, like, we can't handle, like, what's going on on Earth. We, we just... Uh, I've got a question about the, the anal probing for anal aliens. Uh, Why do anal, they... Anal aliens? Yeah. Aliens. I, I, They've I, already mastered interdimensional or inner... Uh, in, inner Galactic travel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have that. Dave, Dave and Mahoney. So the internet has been a buzz for the last few days about this decision by Wendy's to start charging surge pricing on their burgers. And unanimously, the internet freaked out. And rightfully so. It's kind of like, Mahoney, if you remember a few years ago, I think it was Toyota that was kicking the tires, pun intended, on the idea of you having to get a subscription in order to use your keyless fob to get in and out of the vehicle, and everyone's like, what are you talking about? it's going to save you money in the long run. Screw you. No. I bought this car from you. I'm not going to pay you an additional subscription fee in order to get in and out of my vehicle. I think that everybody is seeing... Um, you know, greed in their eyes and ways to like make a quick buck on every single thing that we do. And as a consumer, it's concerning. It really is. I mean, the idea that everyone is constantly asking for a tip, there's every single company in the world is trying to find new ways to fleece you. Would you I mean, say I, that consumerism right now is at an all time high? I mean, seriously, for the things that we buy and the surge prices that we go through, whether it's groceries, whether it's gas, I mean, we now have Instacart, so all the convenience factors that we see for streaming. The way that we part with our money has never been easier. And we talked about this years ago. Like, uh, you know, there's a time where I didn't shop online because I just didn't trust it, you know, before Mm -hmm. Amazon became what Amazon is today. Oh, but the Apple tab. And now it's just a tip, you know, it's it's so easy. You used to have to, like, get ready and go shopping. You get go to the mall and you would go buy your shirts for the quarter or whatever. Oh man! Now it's just like tap 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 tap. You know, mm-hmm. you've already decided that you like something, so you just hit reorder. It was it's literally two pushes. It was such an ordeal before school would start to go to J.C. Penney mm-hmm. and find mm-hmm. all of your clothes for that year. The back you, to school shop. You were finding all of your clothes. And That's you what remember, you got. Your, your your mom or your dad wouldn't let you wear those new sneaks until day yep. one of school. So, but I mean, could you imagine, though, because this is what Wendy's is trying to do. They're surge pricing, allegedly, if it works. No, it's not. They've, they've already backpedaled. They're like, oh, they no, just okay. kidding. We're not going to do that. Well, good, because, yeah. I mean, search pricing on food costs, I mean, it probably makes sense for, you know, them as a company. But when you've got so much overhead and you, you know, each individual franchisee would probably have to make that decision on whether or not they wanted to surge price their food costs. It's such a dumb idea. Like, don't charge me more for a burger during lunchtime. Because, of course, I have to eat this burger at lunchtime. I'm already underpaid as it is. I don't want to be eating Wendy's. I'm doing this because I have to eat Wendy's. There is nothing that makes me more like, you know, I'm on a diet right now. I've talked about it on the show. Yep. But this makes me not want to go back to fast food. Well, because fast food is instant. So last night, literally, I'm at the grocery store. I sent you guys a picture of the steak that I cooked. Dude, that steak looks so good. By the way, good job making that steak. I know you're not a big... Cooking at home, guy. I'm not. You did, you did a good job on the steak. That was inside. That was just in a pan. That yeah. was, a pan, the, you know, you. got a nice sear on it. But mm-hmm. that that steak, which you know was a pretty big uh, ribeye, I ended up getting for fourteen dollars. I can't eat at Wendy's for under nineteen dollars. No. So it's like I'm yeah. like, and I'm eating crap, or I can make a, a delicious steak, yeah, and eat it for five dollars less than it. And I like literally, I flip it twice, and it's. Almost less yeah. of a hassle. It takes you six minutes, less time than you sit in the drive-thru, right? Six, Facts. eight minutes to, to cook up a steak yeah, so at the house, and it's this way, is, way tastier. I mean, this may be one of the worst blunders by a established brand. You, I mean, I think you do you do a, a kind of harm that 
I don't know if you come back from. I would agree with that. I mean, even the thought and then like yep. having this out as like a horrible PR like point. Like, like if I was right like Carl's Jr. Wendy's, or man. McDonald's, I would be leaking this about them. Oh, Burger, just to, Burger King on social media is like ripping them to shreds. Good. It's pretty great. It's yeah, pretty where's, great. Your, where's, your, the, the, where's the snarky Wendy's Twitter? Yeah. yeah. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Do you guys think you could rock the single lobe piercing? Message deleted. Sure. What? A single, single lobe. lobe piercing? Sure. Like, just like, like one ear? I had that. I, I had, had my left too. ear pierced in middle yeah. school. Yeah, I got my both ears pierced. That's how gangster like a, I was. Yeah. You went to Claire's? Claire's oh, like a gangster. You're my from mom the streets, boy. Mom yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh, look North out. County St. Louis Look out. Whoa. Had a, Who? Damn. Had, had a dangly peace sign. Oh, dangly Dang, peace dangly sign. Dangly peace That's sign. how people oh, God, knew not so to 80s. mess with you. You have to have the peace sign on your mirror because you are the war. Because there was no peace with this I got my first one at Claire's, too, but mine was a cross, a dangly cross. You guys are so 80s. Dude, a dangly cross, so George Michael. Yeah. Which I love. Well, I was just speaking of George Michael. Um, who was the one who propagated, uh, propagated that the right ear was the gay ear and you had to only get your left ear pierced because if you did the right, then you were gay. How is it that before the internet, everyone was like, you have your right ear pierced, gay? <laughs> All right. What? That's the sign. <laughs> like, what? also, that's just not true. Left ear, totally cool. You could be a biker. Le- right ear, gay. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? That's Why? so bizarre. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think that you guys could pull uh, it off. Guys, is it still? Oh. You're forgetting the other caveat. Mm. Mm-hmm. You could have two in the left. Two in the left. And one in the right. Not gay. Not gay. By curious. <laughs> <laughs> that was your. That was the uh, LGBTQ flag before it existed. <laughs> Depending on how many holes you had in your ear as a man. Yeah, there was no L and B's and T's and Q's and everything just else. It was just the G's. Pet peeve, you guys drive around and see people's license plates you can't even visually read. Why are you not getting pulled over? Message deleted. If you if you are annoyed that you can't see somebody's license plate, you were born to be a cop. What are you doing with your life, man? Well, you need you need some you need to run roll code on that guy. I get so ang- I get so angry seeing people without plates on their cars driving around and not like new cars or whatever. It's like you know they just don't have a plate for whatever reason because I have gotten so many tickets. In the course of my like 25 years of driving, of like a registration sticker being like two days past due mm-hmm. and getting a ticket for that. And then there you're just out here drive speeding, driving like an a-hole with no license plate. Like those are the people I want to see pulled over and tased immediately. I got a ticket because I had not changed over. I guess my well, it is my fault. I had an old registration on my car, but we were in the process of yeah. moving. Uh, that's my excuse. So, but we were in the process of moving and I hadn't changed it yet. And I was just parked and I got a $200 fine for my deal with, with a I've got, ratchet I've a, tag. I've gotten a ticket for same thing, bad tag while parked. I'm like, that. what do you, no, you got to catch me, man. I got to be moving. It's not yeah, fair. It's not fair. I yeah. see so many other people who are going 110 miles an hour without a license plate who has a, uh, Bumper sticker that says, don't hit me. I don't know how insurance works. You know what I mean? Like, yes. probably because they have no insurance. Like, I, and then I'm just parked and I stayed, yeah. uh, my car stayed parked because I, I had a beverage. I just paid $1,400 this morning for my car insurance. And people ah. are out here driving around, driving around without car insurance, without plates, doing all this stuff. I'm doing everything right and still getting the short end of how the How much stick. was your insurance? For, I mean, it's for like six months. Oh, dude, no way though. It's a business insurance. I But that, oh. Well, I was just going to say, I, it makes sense that people don't have insurance if that's what you're going to pay. It's expensive, man. Yeah. Real expensive. Please leave a message.
Hey, Mahoney. Yep. The two-hat thing is one for work, one you sweat in on the tractor, horse, if it may be, and the other one is your stepping hat. That's for show. You don't sweat in your stepping hat, all right? Get it together. Message See, but deleted. the problem is... For those of you that don't know, though, just to back it up here. So Mahoney <laughs> recently purchased his first cowboy hat. Now he's talking about buying a second cowboy the hat. El Presidente. The And you're talking about dropping like $1,000 on this cowboy hat, even though you're very rarely going to wear it. Cheaper but, than my insurance, apparently. I, I I didn't know the the cowboy hat etiquette. This, is, this makes a lot of sense. See, but the problem is here... Um, you don't sweat? No, I do sweat, <laughs> even if I'm not doing anything. Like right now, I'm literally sitting Same. down... And sweating. It's the beer, I think. Is that what it is? I'm sweaty. Yeah? You are? You are? Yeah. Where? Uh, like uh, my armpits. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Why are you asking that? My, my armpits are sweating. No, I'd like, you know how you get like the sweat. little under boob sweat as well. The, like the back sweat? Same. Like the lower back sweat? I don't sweat? get lower back sweat. You don't? That's no, good. No, mine's That's good. just all yeah. in the, the, the pits. The pits? Pits in the, in the uh-huh. Yeah. Under bits. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? We can't say that word on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Words. Yeah, you can say boobs. You can't say mm. This is David Mahoney. Audrey, you are entering a new era in your life. You oh, I am. Decided that you're going to get rid of a whole bunch of clothes. What is going on, oh. with you man? So, you know, most of my clothes were for clubs. <laughs> I was going to the clubs. Like I was just a different version of me whenever I was living in Las Vegas. Well, you were single for a while there and all that stuff. Sure, so you had a- but I mean, even whenever I wasn't single because my marriage was failing, I was going to the clubs. <laughs> <laughs> as so, you do. As you do. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I just don't see a point in holding on to any of those clothes because I'm not, I'm not dressing that way anymore. Well, but wait, it was There's not going to be a time where, like, you're going to want to go out with your girlfriends and hit the club ever? Sure, but I don't need to be wearing those clothes. Oh. I mean, I can, like, be looking, like, hot. How? There's just a difference in what I was wearing versus what I think I would wear in the clubs currently. But Does that how, make sense? How much yeah. stuff did you toss out? Two trash bags full. Well, what? I'm not throwing it away, but, I, I mean, mean two how? giant bags full. Are, somebody's about to get some club wear over at you, Goodwill. I mean, you didn't think <laughs> you, there's no chance you're wearing any of these ever again. Didn't you spend a lot of money on that stuff? Oh, yeah. gosh, no. No? Because I mean, most of the stuff is just like a one and done. I mean, uh. in girl land, whenever you're buying clothes, I mean, for club wear, think about spills, you know, just things that just yeah. happen on clothes. What or kind of you've spills? already taken the picture. Like, you've taken a picture yeah. in it and, and you, you know, it and, and you posted it. And done. then I'm never going to wear that, That's like, funny. little tiny dress again, uh. you know. Um, but it's such a weird feeling because... I'm 32, I have a stepdaughter who's 11, Mm -hmm. and I'm married, and none of those things equate to how I feel in my sexual, like me being a sexual person, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I still want to be sexy, but I'm not, like, wearing backless dresses and backless tops that literally only cover my boobs. Does that, you know what I mean? You're like, sweatpants sexy at the house. No. No? Well, I mean, yes, yes, I am sweatpants sexy, but. they've, They've done all kinds of surveys, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Mahoney, but. When it comes to, like, what guys find the sexiest, obviously, like, lingerie tends to be at the top of the list because it's an obvious indication I that you're about to get laid. I don't like lingerie. But, like, I've never bought my wife in it. She's, you know, I, she's is that a like, good gift? Which is so funny because I love lingerie. and But my husband is the same as you guys. Like, he, I asked him one day, I was like, I thought that, you know, you would have liked that I got this. And he's like, I don't, like, that doesn't matter to me. I'm not paying attention to the if lingerie. you feel so, about so you, I, you I, do I dis- you. But I disagree like- with that. So I, I like lingerie because it shows the effort, right? Like, I, I remember, like, when my wife and I, Oh, my know, God, your dating. underwear matches your bra? No, but, like, 
It's it's like when when because that doesn't happen a when, lot. When I go out of the way and I'll like you know light the candles and kind of like set the mood. Sure. It's kind of the same idea of like you're putting forth an effort. You, you like show candles? Yeah. You don't? I don't think I we've love ever. This. I think maybe like <laughs> you've never when lit I was a candle. Like drunk, I had like a candle from White Barn Candle Company. I bet you have sex with fluorescent lights on, don't uh. you? Oh, that would be no worse lighting. Yeah, Chris, man, I, am I alone here? Like, do you light candles? Yeah, no, I do the same thing, man. Right, you set the scene. Yeah. You got four kids. I, I, I've done. I, I know, it doesn't happen that often. Let's set the scene. Oh, you ever done I rose petals? I, it's, a, I, it's, a, it's a fire hazard. It's a fire hazard. A, an open flame? I have what, an open like, flame many all the time. Or sure. many open flames? In my heart. In a bedroom? Oh. In, like, you, what are you using those little, uh, little puck candles too? Dude, I've done the candles, the rose petals, and like cherries and chocolate. Rose and stuff. petals, rose petals stain they your do. I learned that carpet, the hard way. and they, they stain no, your mattress. Rose petals are not a great idea. Yeah. We, I we, love we the rose the petals, but, I, but they're just it, it's hard because they they do stain, yeah. and it's not just the, like the bed covering, but it's also like the floor. I, they can well, stain. but I think Again. that it's well. But to be fair, the only time that I've seen the rose petals was whenever I was being, you know, whenever we were getting engaged. And I love sure. that. It's a grand gesture, right? And like, I think that that's room. perfect. You don't care. You don't have to worry Doesn't about matter. it. So that's fair. Somebody else's problem. Yeah. Okay, but they, so you don't ever put any effort into anything? Like, how would you set the mood then? Put, uh, put on music. <laughs> the, same, the same Kings of Leon album? Uh, well, my, I usually go let my wife. My wife really likes uh, a certain band, and, uh, <laughs> and I will throw that on. So this is the on. foreplay for you guys? You go, hey, baby. Go pick a song. Like yeah, we're just go, down. Go put on a playlist. Uh-huh. Like we now he's just gonna put the cowboy hat on. And <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, I literally have never lit and can lit candles. I mean, like it's just like and same thing. Like why I don't like lingerie. It's just like you're going to be naked, and that is uh, the prize <laughs> for me. You know, like if you're going to give me a birthday present, you don't have to wrap it. Just give it to me, and like I'm. Dude, I don't... Women wrap themselves up. That's the whole thing about what we're talking about with Audrey. Like she but is now a different, different present, and you're... so she is wrapping herself differently. But they're well, clothes. But I, but I think so. My husband literally one time told me, he "Goes, I love when you dress slutty." <laughs> when you dress slutty, <laughs> slutty yes, yeah, okay. and that and that made me feel. I loved that. So, but yeah. there are certain things that it's like I would do that for. Him. Right. I'm not. I guess my point is, is that that was my going out with my girls attire, and you know, and that's and, not for him, and that's not right. for him. Right. So there are things that are going to be for when I'm with him that I would wear with him yeah. versus no, me sense. going out with the girls. I just, that, you know? I'm having a hard time relating because I would never personally throw away my slutty clothes, <laughs> which is all of them. <laughs> all your black t-shirts. <laughs> my black t-shirts. <laughs> Nothing says you are, about, yeah. you're, uh, you're a promiscuous man yeah, like a pair of Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Baggy I do, Levi's with stains on them. I yeah. do want to go back to the lingerie though because I wonder, so Dave, this might be a question for you because Mahoney, you're, you said you're not really into not the annoyed. lingerie. How many times... Because I also have gone through and gotten rid of some some of my lingerie. Did not take those to the Goodwill. Those went to the trash can. Because what do you do with yeah, those? You can't, can't, re- you can't thrift lingerie. No. You can't have some girl named Mandy in Oklahoma wearing your used lingerie. Right? So my question is, how many uses do those sexy items get before they have to kick the can? Like, how many times could somebody come out in the same set before you're like, Girl, if you right, look good enough. in that thing, like, you can wear it every day of the week. Like, okay. It yeah, it's not like you've already used that. You can't use it again now. Like, So it's not the same as clothes. Yeah, you can so get I would, away. I would say that if... Because lingerie uh, is expensive. I mean, good lingerie is pretty expensive. Granted, I feel like I got a set or two off of Amazon. So yeah. whatever, we can trash that. But I would say good lingerie is expensive. It's a little weird if you're, like, in a new relationship and it's clearly, like... 
use lingerie. Oh, no way. <laughs> right? Like, don't, don't bust out the set. You have to get have rid seen, of. like, four boyfriends, you know? Dude, I almost feel like you got to get rid of, like, every, all your underwear. <laughs> like, yeah. all of the things. <laughs> if yeah. you're getting a new, oh, yeah, that, that gives me the ick. There are certain things that. that I would be, like, looking at another person and being like, how long have you had that? How many women have those seen? Yeah. How, those underwear have holes in them. They have seen multiple partners. I did, I, have, I did have a friend that got in a fairly significant amount of trouble with a, uh, a partner of his because he reached into the nightstand and pulled out an obviously like half-used bottle of... No way. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can't have old toys. toys. No, you no, can't no, not toys, but it was, like, yeah, it was like a half-used uh, bottle of KY or something. Uh, and she's like, oh, man, no. what are you doing? And he's like, oh, no, it's for my alone time. Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. For breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. His bronchitis seems to have lifted. I finally feel good. Good. It's the first time in like weeks that I'm actually starting to. Uh, not cough my ass off. And so. you know what? You look good, too. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. It's the diet that I'm... Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. You've got a glow about you. Uh, yes. And you got a beer in front of you. I don't know if that's on the diet or not, but... I don't know. I didn't ask, so I'm going to plead with yes. So we're, uh, we're just going to move on. And the beer that we're featuring today on Beer for Breakfast is the Swami's India Pale Ale from Pizza Port Brewing in San Diego. You've been a fan of Pizza Port for a long time. Oh, in yeah. fact, when we went to San Diego together last, we actually went by Pizza Port to have we some did. of their beers. So sure you're, did. you're you're somebody that I would say uh, considers pizza or holds Pizza Port in high regard. I do. Um, is this one that you've had before though? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a this is a staple. I mean, when okay. you talk about staple IPAs that are out there, uh, the Sierra Nevada IPA obviously comes to mind as one of the oldest in the country. I think that one came around in like 88 or 89. Uh, this one, uh, the Pizza Port Brewing Company's Swami's India Pale Ale, this one first was brewed in 1992, so over 30 years old at wow. this so point. What is the this original those... West Coast IPAs? Yeah, I was going to say, that's, uh, <laughs> that's an IPA way before people knew what an IPA was. Oh, I mean, this is an OG, and, uh, you know, it's just nice to be able to get together with friends, drink a beer and celebrate our way into the weekend on a Friday. So why is it called India Pale Ale? Is there is it because... So there's two types of pale ales. Pale ale is traditionally a English beer. Right. Uh, that they brewed over there a little bit more, uh, a, a little bit more, a little less intense, uh-huh. I would say. But when they were, when the British were over in India occupying during World War One, World War Two, during that time, they started shipping the beer over there. But to do that, it was going, it was the regular pale ale couldn't make it because it has a shelf life because it doesn't have a whole lot of alcohol traditionally between like, you know, four and five percent. Sure. So they beefed it up. And so the IPAs, a little bit more hops, more alcohol, so it la- was able to last longer and it held up better over time than it took to ship over to India. Dude, just I'm the worst think, dude, and I have no idea what was just said. Just That's think so information. how awesome it must have been if you're, like, in the port waiting and then on the horizon you see the beer boat. Oh, yeah. Like, you've been waiting. You're like, there it is, brother. And there, everyone's like, yeah! Like pulls in and we're just celebrating. Because you think about, like, that's the one thing I I am ignorant on. You know, you think about there's a lot of countries that are known for certain alcohols. And I can't, the I I can't, when I think of India, I think of India Pale Ales because obviously it's it's one of the most popular beer styles. But I can't think of any other big booze or alcoholic beverage that India is known for. That's just my own ignorance because obviously never been there. No. I mean, most countries aren't known 
Well, what do you I think, think like Greece is known for Uzo, Russia, and vodka, vodka. Poland, vodka, France, wine and champagne. You know. Now that you say that, I was very wrong. Yeah, Scotland, I, Scotch. Yeah, <laughs> Ireland, whiskey, yeah. Guinness, you know. America's yeah. bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon and whiskey. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Mexico it, tequila. It, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Canada, Labatt's blue. <laughs> Australia, Foster's. Foster's. Even though it is, that that's is just not, such a marketing gimmick. Not even, I don't even think they. I asked an Australian friend that one time. I'm like, do you guys drink Foster's? And she's like, no, man. The no, no. I think that's still the number one beer drink in Australia is Guinness. Mm. I believe so. Uh, I think that's still the number one beer that's consumed worldwide. And the Guinness outside of everywhere in the U.S., is infinitely better than the what we have here. Is it? Oh, really is. So let's get into the yeah. Swami's IPA, the five categories in which we rate every single beer for breakfast. Our look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability. We don't need a drum roll just oh, yet. Yeah, yep. I paid $14.99 for this six-pack of pints. That's not so a bad deal. For pints, for pints coming, coming in at 6.8% yeah. alcohol yeah. by volume. You pay $14.99, you drink this six-pack, you are going to be feeling no pain. You drink three of these, mm-hmm. you're going to be feeling real good. And it's available in many places, so that's one of the things that I've really liked over the years, that Pizza Port is expanding its footprint, and more people around the country are able to uh, see and, and experience this beer. The, the can, I mean, it is just an iconic-looking can. The artwork on there is classic. Pizza Port, always nails this every one of the products that they put out is timeless classic and just has a look and feel to it the smell when you take a whiff of the swami's ipa i mean you just get you just get just that sharp hop you know this is a classic west coast style when you think of west coast style beers that beers try to live up to this This is is that beer in my opinion. I mean, so you get that sharp hop, you get a little bit of citrus. I mean, not a ton of alcohol, and there's not... I mean, they have IPAs out there that are 10%. This one's closer to 7 so no no knock. I mean, still a very strong beer, especially if you drink a, a an entire pint of it. Let's move on to our favorite part of beer for breakfast, though, and let's all take a drink of the Swamp... Dave, we don't need oh, a drum sorry, roll. sorry. We're just drinking. Sorry. We're taking a big drink of the Swami's IPA from Pizza Port. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Gives me a little bit of a chill. One thing uh, that Mahoney has taught me specifically over the years is never judge a beer on your first taste. Can't. Especially for um, anybody who is trying to venture into new palates that you might not like. IPAs. IPAs IPAs are tough for me personally. first time you drink a IPA, anytime. Like, I just took a sip, and it's still... I I know what to expect, and you get that fuzziness, and you get that sharp hop, and it's you go whoa. It's like drinking weed to me is how I would like attribute. Yeah, (laughs) but that's any alcohol for me too. Like even my first sip of bourbon, I'm not. I'm never like, ooh, that's that's great. Yeah, Yeah, you got to ease into it. A little halfway through the bottle, you're like, this is really good. Uh, Audrey, I'm going to guess that you're probably not going to be a big fan of this beer. And the reason why I say that is because one of the things that really uh, hits me about this taste is that it's sharp and it lingers. It's lingering on the back of my tongue so hardcore. But I will say one thing that I am enjoying, and uh, I don't know. I haven't read any of the the palettes that is supposed to be, I'm supposed to be picking up on this. This is a simple IPA. This is not a super complex. This is like a, a West Coast IPA through and through. So, but one of the things that I'm noticing, and I could just be, you know, completely wrong, is that there is a tinge of some sort of fruit in there, yes. not super forward. It's almost like a pineapple to me. I don't Citrus-y. know. Citrus it's, it's, something. It's, it's, I don't there's know. There's a citrus in there. But there's enough of that, and that's what makes me kind of, if I am going to drink an IPA, I want it to have a little bit of a juice aspect to it. This is not obviously super juice forward, um, but it's 
it's it's tolerable for me. Um, would I pick this up and drink an entire one by myself? Probably not. But I think that this is truly a good gateway um, IPA if you're wanting to try something that has a little bit of a not as fruit forward taste and you're wanting more of the hops. I think this is more of an intermediate. I think you start yeah. with the hazies if you're traditionally not an IPA And fan. I love a hazy. You start with a hazy yeah. like we did last week with the Fruit Force IPA Voodoo Ranger. That's a great one. Throat, man. That gets you into it. But this one is more alcohol forward. Dave, you yeah. This is a gateway IPA, like a gateway from like the, the combine, right? Like if you've been playing already for a while and you're about to enter the pros, right. then maybe, right? But yeah, this, this is a pretty good IPA. I mean, maybe it's just because the temperature is exactly right. Yeah. It's not my favorite IPA that I've ever had, but this is a really pretty easy drinking what'd you say 6.8 percent mm -hmm. yeah man i mean this goes down real easy for that i am a hop head so i like the the hops i don't really love them lingering as much as they do but the way to get them to stop lingering take another drink take another drink and you go. Yeah. here we go and as you as you start to drink and as you as this thing starts to go down it gets better and better it chris you're does. traditionally not a huge ipa guy what are your thoughts on this as kind of a IPA and West Coast IPA novice? So uh, when I first took a whiff, I was like, whoa, whoa yeah. uh, so much hops. Um, but surprisingly, I think Danky. it smells hoppier than, more than it tastes. Mm -hmm. um, it tastes better coming in than it does with the aftertaste of the hops. That's one of the things I don't like about the IPAs, the, the aftertaste lingering. Um, but all in all, out of all of the IPAs that we've had, especially over the last year, you guys kind of like getting me into this, this is a smooth IPA. Yeah. I mean, for somebody who doesn't like these, I could still sit down and drink this without a problem. I think it's got a it's got a really good balance to the flavor. I mean, yes, it has the traditional uh, uh, stalwarts of IPAs. Like, it is got that pininess. It is got that fuzziness. It does linger in there. But I think that the alcohol is masked very, very well. I don't think you you get that. You don't get any of that. Like some of some of these big IPAs, I just can't drink more than one. This one is refreshing. It's crisp. It's sharp. You know, I was just gonna say that the the can has everybody. Obviously, this is a very you know California based beer, and I'm seeing everybody you know on the can surfing and in bathing suits and hanging out half naked. I took two sips of this beer and instantly started burping. I don't know if this is a bathing suit it's beer. Not. And this beer is not for everyone. I mean, we, it's we, not. we keep harping on how how hoppy it is and the aftertaste. If you are not really into hops, you are not going to like this beer at all. This is a pizza beer. So, it's a, hence the name yeah. Pizza Port. It I mean, it comes, it's oh, a food-based beer. beer. Yep. This would be awesome with just a greasy piece yes. of pizza. Yep. But this and, is not a bathing it's, suit. It's that hop. This is, we're getting a little heady on this, no pun intended, but the hops would, I think, cut through the grease perfectly, and that's the probably the only way I yeah. would drink this beer I again. would love a piece of pizza right now. And the, the can that you're looking at, the namesake of this particular beer, Swami's, is a surf spot in San Diego that's called Swami's. A beautiful, you know, beautiful break that overlooks the cliffs down there. I mean, it, it, it tastes like it looks, yeah. in my in my opinion. So that's why I'm a big fan of the can as well. Overall, this is a, just a, a, a very crisp, medium body, good beer. Uh, moving on to the drink for me, I think the price point is on point. The availability is on point. I will I will make a caveat. If you've never had an IPA in your life, this is not the one to start Definitely with, in go. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Start with the hazies. But if you like hazy IPAs and you're looking to expand your palate, I think this is a great way to go pro and experience kind of what made a lot of people in the craft beer world fall in love with this style of beer. If you're trying to do IPAs too, I feel like Pizza Port holds a really good this, name for IPAs in general. I mean, this sure. is a classic. I mean, I, in my opinion, this and the Sierra Nevada and this one is so much better. 
uh, in my personal opinion. So the price point, the availability, and the drinkability all lend to a very high score for me, Dave. Okay. And oh, I'm excited. If you're an IPA fan, buckle up. Can I get a drum roll, please? I don't think we have a drum roll. We have a drum roll. Oh, Mahoney's. Beer scales from easy. See, oh, oh, even oh, it's getting me. It's getting after me. I give these swabbies India Pale Ale a four point two out of five. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney. Dot, 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 dot com.